You're listening to Super Cal- Super whatever the infernal thing is. Super Califragilistic Awesome Disney Podcast. Each week, we're going to talk about three things. In Main Street USA, we'll talk about the latest Disney news. So that's that. Good day to you. We'll expect your declarations of war in the morning. In Tomorrowland, we'll talk about the things we're looking forward to. I'm packing you an extra pair of shoes and your angry eyes, just in case. And World Showcase is dedicated to our favorite Disney adventures. This is going to be good, I can tell. So let's get this show on the road. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So those all, those intros <laughs> catch me off guard every time. I know you put those together, and so that's a lot of fun for both of us. <laughs> so, okay, so this week, the very first news item is that we're starting something new. We're going to be recording these to video, these yes. podcasts to video, so that we can share them on YouTube. So anyone right. that would like to watch us do the podcast. And see how cute the dogs are. Because they're always here. <laughs> Um, then feel free to pop over to YouTube and check that out. Watch us record this thing. Yep. You look really magical tonight in your Mickey Sorcerer's hat. Thank you. I also wore my I Need Space uh, shirt, the new shirt that I just got at Disney, and you look extremely handsome in your classic Mickey tee. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, um, okay, so first news item is that Disney is delaying some of the openings of their resorts so just for the uh for the average guest just to book a hotel room on property some of those resorts are being uh the openings are being delayed disney's caribbean beach resort actually mean the non-dvc the non-dvc resorts resorts, right right so um disney's caribbean beach resort actually just opened up a couple days ago on july 29th the Yacht Club is opening up on August the 24th. That was It was going to be Yacht Club and Beach Club, but Beach Club has been uh, pushed off. Uh, September 21st, the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. I think the NBA folks are moving out by then. Uh. Uh, Polynesian Village Resort, October 4th. Coronado Springs Resort on the 14th. Did they say why they're delaying these? Uh, no, but I believe it's probably got to do with that phase one phase two deal that okay we were hearing about okay when we were on property so they thought these would be part of the phase one opening but they're needing right I, a little I, bit more. I think that the crowds are, have not even been what they expected them to be okay uh november the first art of animation resort uh contemporary pop century uh contemporary resort and pop century resort are already open okay we saw people we did uh going to pop century from the skyliners uh-huh all-Star Resorts, uh, the Animal Kingdom Jumbo House, Beach Club, the Boardwalk Inn, so not right. the villa side, but the inn, inn, the Port Orleans Resorts, French Quarter, and mm. Riverside, and the Wilderness Lodge all still have no dates yet for when they'll open. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, I think I think it's just crowds, honestly. It's crowds. Just managing crowds. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that they've had fewer people leaving than they expected. Yeah. So, and we can attest to that. Which I can get it. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, Aladdin stage show is coming to Disney Plus. Yes. So the West End, London's famed West End, mm-hmm. uh, Aladdin stage show was performing there until last August. Um, and then right after the show run ended, they actually filmed it for screen. And that was originally going to come out earlier this year. Um, then pandemic and 
they they pushed Hamilton up, uh, and that was a huge success. So they're gonna they're gonna release Aladdin. Now, is this the this same fall. show that we saw on Broadway? Yes. Okay, great. Yes. Excited about that. Yes, it'll be great. Okay. Um, and lastly, Pixar has announced its next big movie release. It's called Luca. Supposed to come out next uh, next June, I think June eighteenth next year. You know, uh-huh. all things are in flux for with the pandemic. But so this is set in the Italian Riviera. It centers on a young boy. It's a coming of age story, um, and he's having an amazing summer of gelato and scooters and things like that wow. all around the Italian Riviera um, with a newfound best friend. But turns out the newfound best friend is actually a sea monster from another world oh so you know i'm That's sure turn i didn't see coming i know I didn't, even though i was reading the description i didn't see that that <laughs> yeah. little turn there wow so that's next summer luca okay so that should be exciting that is exciting so <laughs> that's all for the news this week <laughs> all right not a lot you doing of news? okay with your hat the hat is a little tall <laughs> But I'm working it. I'm working it. You are I'm not going to let go of the Mickey Sorcerer's hat. I'm owning that tonight. But I'm ready for Tomorrowland whenever you are. All right. Let's go. Let's hit it. So I am extremely excited about this Tomorrowland. Uh, first of all, it's very on brand for me. Um, but this is something I did not even know about until you told me. Um, and then we went this past time, and I thought, yes, this is this is it. I'm talking about Gideon's Bakehouse Cookies. Oh, boy. (laughs) So Gideon's um, started in downtown Orlando, but they were sold at a restaurant in Disney Springs. Polite pig. Polite pig. They've done so well that now they are um, moving, adding a second location to Disney Springs. Like So they're no longer sold in the Polite Pig. They're going to open their own location. It will be their second location. Um, So just a little bit about them. Okay, so they're... Their statement is carefully crafted, dreadfully delicious. If you look at their website, it has a very like haunted mansion vibe. Oh. Which I like. Yeah. So they talk about this this place in Disney Springs that they're moving into has a history. It has a history and they have this this picture of this this vintage picture of a man on their website and they say it's a it starts with him. If you want to know more about this guy's history and the history of our location at Disney Springs, come by and see us. I know, it's all kind of creepy. So let me tell you a little bit about them. Okay. Okay, so it all started with a book. In his net, this is on their, this is from their website. Okay. In his never-ending search for baking inspiration, Steve Lewis, the bakery creator, purchased what he thought was an antique cookbook published in 1898. To his surprise, the margins were filled with faded notes and doodles from what appeared to be a young boy who had dreams of becoming a baker. The name written at the back of the book was Gideon. And Steve decided to fulfill that child's wishes with the name Gideon's Bakehouse. Paying tribute to the origins of the name, Gideon's shelves are lined with strange works of art, aging books, and curious antiquities from the Victorian era. Oh, this is right in your wheelhouse. That's a very Half-Blood Prince vibe to it, doesn't it? Okay. So they opened just over three years ago on a budget of $800 and had one employee. What? At the downtown Orlando they location. Have blown up. Haven't they? Um, in October of 2016, Gideon's opened up its first physical shop at the beautiful East End Market. 
Central Florida's original food hall with one employee, and they say, miss you, Megan, and an $800 budget. So all this is straight from their website. Uh, Within weeks of opening, that little 286-square-foot bakery was being called the best cookies in Orlando, Florida, the United States, and the planet Earth, from publications (laughs) ranging from New York Times to the Boston Globe, Sports Illustrated, Delish.com, and countless more. I looked at their website. They have like 33 awards listed. All I've seen <laughs> is a picture of the chocolate chip cookies. Okay. I'm going to get there. I'm Don't talk so- about it. So they began with one mission. Their mission statement is longer than that now, but they began with one mission to create an extraordinary chocolate chip cookie. Like that was their goal. We're going to make an extraordinary chocolate chip cookie. They say, I love this. Our cookie isn't a product. It is a history. (laughs) The sweet and the salty. The thrill of a first kiss. And the solitude of a heartbreak. Oh my gosh. Okay, no, it gets gets better. That's a great cookie. (laughs) I love these people. I love these people. Okay, so here's the team as listed on their website. Um, Steve Lewis, that's the founder, right, if you guys remember. So his title on the website is The Sublime Prince of the Esoteric Order of Cookie. (laughs) How great is this? I love these people. Michael Reyes, branding overlord. And let me just say, Michael, you're killing it. Yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> you're killing it. And I'm saying that from someone who has a bachelor's in marketing and a PhD in mass comm and advertising. So you're killing it, Michael. You're and anybody with overlord in their title wins. That's one of my favorite reasons for listening to uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Steve Berman, Benevolent Overlord. Okay. Kelsey Barrett, Starship Captain of the USS East End Market Location. <laughs> Look, people, they're hiring. <laughs> I mean, it said that on their website. Think about having this kind of a title on your resume. I know. Uh, or just working for a, a group that's just, just obviously this much fun. Seriously. Um, So the new location opening in Disney Springs um, talks a little bit about the chocolate chip cookie. Their chocolate chip cookie weighs a half of a pound. Yeah, buddy. And it is covered. When I say covered, I mean covered in chocolate chips. Yeah. Okay, you don't question, is this, does this thing have raisins in it? You don't Negative. question that. No, 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 no. No question about it. This is a chocolate chip cookie. This thing's going to set you back $5. This is a cookie. That's a fine cookie. <laughs> that, that is a is, fine cookie. That is a cookie. Okay, so I wanted to read you a few of the cookie flavors that they have on their website. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, so the original As chocolate. As though we needed any more. This, by the way, this is Michael's doing. Okay. He's the branding overlord. Right. Michael, I'm reading your words here, man. Um, straight from the website. The original chocolate chip cookie. It is packed inside and out with a variety of chocolates infused with differing vanillas and has texture that might almost trick you into thinking you're eating cookie dough. Oh, when? Come on. When? Isn't that what we all want? Right? It looks like a ball of cookie dough. Yes. That's bigger than the palm of your hand. Like yes. my, I have small hands. It would probably, like you maybe be able to see the fingertips. Preach. Right? Bigger than the palm of my hand. Yes. Rolled in chocolate chips with a dash of salt on top. Uh, keep going. Tell me yeah. more. Okay. <laughs> Next one. Peanut butter crunch. They describe this as saying that the dough is made of mostly peanut butter. Right? Cookies and cream. Just keep talking to me. I am. I know. (laughs) 
It's like a cookies and cream milkshake in a cookie. It starts with our ultra soft vanilla bean cream cookie filled with chunks of hand cut double stuff. <laughs> we top it with a complete covering over crushed cookies to solidify cookies and cream in a way you've never experienced. You're out of words. I literally can't speak. The candied walnut chocolate chip is only available on Wednesdays only. <laughs> and they who sa- could who could take it anymore? No, no, no. Days. They they explain this. We leveled the walnut cookie up by topping it with our double baked candied walnuts and hand placing each one all over the top of our original chocolate chip cookie. This cookie is a huge, time consuming pain to make, so we <laughs> offer it up for walk up service on Walnut Wednesday. <laughs> Fantastic. I love these people so much. So they say, first of all, there's a six cookie limit per person in store. <laughs> if you want more than that, you have to order ahead. But a six cookie per person, you're talking about when you're three, half pound cookies. You're man. talking about three pounds of cookie. Right. That's three That's a, pounds of cookie. They will not ship these cookies. You're not buying these for the office. They will not ship these cookies because they are too heavy. Says that on the website. <laughs> Says that on the website. They take over 24 hours to prepare. 100% handmade, okay? Triple triple chocolate chip. I didn't get there. Tri- triple chocolate chip. I can't even say that. My mind is mush after looking at this. There's actually five different kinds of chocolate. It says it's made with fancy chocolates, like Ghirardelli, just to name a couple. To make it extra velvety, we pour our chocolate ganache straight into the cookie dough as we're mixing it. This is the cookie you just want to curl up with. Our most emotional cookie. <laughs> <laughs> emotional is how I would describe myself after hearing all this. Michael, you killed it. I can't think of, I mean, I, I can think of several days when I needed that cookie. <laughs> like that cookie. I think that I got, emotional cookie. I think I've got diabetes just from the segment. <laughs> well, I haven't finished. The August limited edition cookie is the cookie cake. Extra buttery vanilla bean cookie filled with cinnamon strudel and topped with our homemade double baked butter crumbs. Buttery, crunchy, extraordinary. <sighs> You're all welcome. You're all welcome. But I will say, if you want to try one of these cookies when Disney Springs opens, you need to place your order online 24 hours in advance. They list their hours on the website as 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. or sell out. Or sell out. <laughs> or sell out. Yeah. Meaning it happens on the regular. Yeah. No, uh, of course it does. Right. So they are really clear. If you have a specific cookie that you want, you better order it ahead of time. Um, these things are massive. I can't. Did I? How do you? Would you describe it any other way? No, no, no. It's, these are big balls of cookie, at least the size of. The I mean, palm of your one hand. or two inches thick. Oh. Yeah, we're not talking about a flat cookie. We're talking about like one or two inch thick cookie, larger than the palm of your hand. It's like a cookie ball. Yes, a cookie ball. I'm sure they're fat free. I don't care. (laughs) That's right, man. (laughs) Give me that emotional one. Yeah, give me the emotional one. So I think you know we just got back. I think it was an epic fail that we did not go downtown Orlando to try this. Failed. In the fall. They'll be there in the fall. Okay, we're going in December. Awesome. That's it at World Showcase. It was awesome. I don't know if I can keep going. I'm verklempt. <laughs> You're verklempt um, over it. I've got the vapors. <laughs> I've, I managed to keep my hat on throughout the entire episode. <laughs> I was worried about that. 
<laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I'm literally got the vapors. Um, so, okay, this is, I, I, we've only been doing this show now. This is the seventh show. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's a clear theme that I have a soft spot in my heart for the nighttime spectaculars at Walt Disney Yeah, you World. do. Sure. And so, uh, I'm going there again tonight. Okay. With Fantasmic. Oh, Fantasmic. Yeah, it's great. Is is might be my all time favorite nighttime spectacular show. You've always told me that it was. It it's it just I don't know. There's something that really just speaks to the kid inside of me, which is a big kid, frankly. <laughs> um. So so here's Fantasmic. It is uh, it is at Hollywood Studios in in Orlando. It's at Hollywood Studios. They also have the show at Disneyland in California. And until 2017, it had a six year run at Tokyo Disney Sea. Ah, okay. So, um, but again, the 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 short the short description of this would be: this is a this show is all about a battle between good and evil. Mickey's imagination. That's a great okay. description. So, um, yeah, so it's it's basically the nighttime spectacular at Hollywood Studios. It actually replaced uh, the old sorcery in the sky fireworks that they used to have at um, at Hollywood Studios. Okay. It's in a ten thousand seat amphitheater that was built specifically for this show. Okay. Um, on the sort of over near the it's on Sunset Boulevard area of Hollywood Studios near Hollywood, um, the Hollywood Tower of Terror and okay. all that. Um, it includes 50 live performers, massive sets, pyrotechnics, uh, th- uh, like theatrics and water canvassing yeah. and, and all sorts of wildness, right? Yeah, that is cool. And one of my favorite things about the show is, A, you have to get there early, but they kind of open the gates up a little early and you go and get your seat. Right. They have they have dining options so that you can actually book a uh, a meal like at Brown Derby or at Sci-Fi or mm-hmm. or one of the Hollywood Studios restaurants, and with that meal you get special seating at the show with reserved seats. Yeah, the fast pa- the the deal package or a fast pass or a fast for it, pass, I think right. is the way to go because yeah, otherwise sure. the seats are not good. Right, you're you're off on the sides or yeah. standing room only at the top. Yeah. The, the vibe inside when you go in is great. I love the feeling. If you've ever been to like an outdoor concert in the summertime, it sort of has that that feel before the show starts. Yeah. There's like refreshment booths It does, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, people walking around with drinks yeah. and cotton candy. And it's very, uh, a, a, a real positive vibe kind of running throughout the crowd. And yeah. They used to have some really good snacks up there too. Like, oh, yeah. Like the like the bread cones the bread with cones. mac and cheese yes. or chili or whatever yes i mean that's that's more than a snack let's be honest it's right and so it's a bread cone i mean you're talking about a cone like like a foot tall cone like a significant yeah. cone filled Full with mac, mac and, and cheese, cheese. yes yeah. yeah that's right so so here's how here's the story right here's how it goes the mickey mouse is asleep and he's dreaming and uh, he's dreaming that he's the apprentice of a mighty sorcerer and he can control water and color and magic. And we see him kind of doing all those things. Okay. Um, but then Disney villains try to invade Mickey's dream and turn his dream into a nightmare, a nightmare phantasmic. Uh. And so uh, it includes, you know, bad guys like Jafar and the evil queen from Snow White and oh, Maleficent. Yeah, right? yeah Maleficent. 
Um, and on the water canvases, there's even more. There's Hades and, and Scar. And oh, yeah. All these others. Uh, even um, the, gosh, I can't remember that guy's name from Fantasia. He's super scary. Okay. Um, and so the, the tension is, <laughs> I can do that now. <laughs> the tension, people can see. air quotes. <laughs> yeah. So the tension is that will the villains be able to take over Mickey's imagination forever? Will they be able to take over his dream forever? Or will uh, Mickey's imagination prove well, his goodness strong, right? stronger? Okay. Um, and so throughout this show, this amazing show, there are scenes from Pocahontas and Beauty and the Beast and Sleeping Beauty, The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Lion King, Seven Dwar- uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Um, and it's just, it's just a sensory thing that is, that I don't think is duplicated in any other show. There's like, like there's the, the Pocahontas scene, um, is, is like full of stunts and flaming arrows and explosions just for the Pocahontas scene. Now I got a question. This is something I've never actually thought of, but is the implication that all of these movies came from Mickey's imagination? Not necessarily, but in Mickey's dream, he's dreaming all these things. It would be cooler if the implication (laughs) was that Mickey imagined all of these movies. All these movies? Okay, sure. Let's go with that. I think it's up for interpretation. I I like that interpretation. Let's use that interpretation. I think it's, you know, it's up for, for, you know, you can live that if you want to. Okay, I'm for it. So one thing that's cool is the 19, uh, in 1992 is when this thing started out in Disneyland. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it it came to Hollywood Studios in 96 and it was actually reimagined a little bit for Hollywood Studios. But in Disneyland, they actually performed this show on the Rivers of America, which at at the Magic Kingdom in Orlando, that's where the Liberty Bell steamship. Okay. So it's that area in Disneyland, but it was more conducive. They had to do a whole bunch of work. So not a stadium. Right. Ah, no, you need the stadium. Well, so, so. I've talked to people who actually like it better at the one in California, but they did have to do a whole bunch of work to Tom Sawyer Island and oh, sure. and the area around the rivers of America. Yeah. But they were also hoping to boost attendance at Hollywood Studios with a new nighttime right. show. Yeah, and uh, I'd say they succeeded. In I would that. say so too. Um, so so yeah, so it's been running there since '96, out in California since '92, um, and it's been it was always been a huge hit in both places. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So some of the some of the highlights for me um, are uh, a the I love the way I had never seen them like they fan out this these this water right. Is that they, what you called the water canvas? Yes. I've never heard that term before. I like oh, it. I think I made it up. Oh well, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great term. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what I call a water canvas, right? Water canvas because it's yes. this spray of water. And they and they and you can actually see images on it. Yeah, they project images they project on it, like images it's a, like it. it's a like, like a, a movie, movie screen, screen, right? Yeah, exactly. So I love that. That was really cool. Although you can get kind of wet with that stuff. Um, I talked about the Pocahontas. I, I call it the Pocahontas stunt show because they've got people that are falling from height. They've got flaming arrows that explode these you know these explosive barrels down below, and they've got uh, people swinging on ropes and falling from ladders and. That's a really cool. I'm gonna be honest. I don't. You don't remember, remember any that? Of that. <laughs> no, I know. I don't. I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. In my mind, I got this vivid image of all that chaos, and then everything just stops, and there's Pocahontas on the mountaintop. It's, I remember none of that. It's beautiful. That's if wonderful. you had put a gun to my head, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would have said Pocahontas isn't even in the thing. Yep. She's got a whole big scene, man. Well, good for her. Yeah. 
So Jafar turns into a snake. There's this big, long no, that I remember. snake, and he's got like mm-hmm. his eyes are like spotlights, yeah, and if you're in just the right spot, he'll yeah. literally blind you in it's the creepy. audience. Um, uh, the evil queen from Snow White turns into a wicked witch, yeah. um, which is pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maleficent, she's evil, is the best. So creepy. Maleficent blows up obviously into this huge dragon and literally sets the entire lagoon on fire yeah that's cool water on fire the the water is literally burning yeah that's cool i remember really really cool Mm -hmm. um and then they've got these like these these water floats with ariel and bell and aurora from sleeping beauty yep that kind of run by and you hear their songs um mickey comes out victorious and there's mm-hmm. this huge like sudden ending where you know mickey's like uh some imagination huh right, well yeah, how great is it though that i'm wearing you're wearing his hat, hat. this is the hat you he's are wearing. literally wearing his hat <gasps> uh, it's kismet i know Save i know and like at the end, you've got this steamboat Willie, right? Uh-huh. He, he's he's sailing his steamboat around the lagoon, and like every Disney character you can ever think of, from the most obscure movies to the most popular movies, are all on that huge steamboat as they go riding by. And I love it. Okay. I love every minute of Fantasmic. Mary Poppins is on the steamboat. She is. I just wanted to point that out. She <laughs> she is on the steamboat. <laughs> um, it's. It, I have this sense of joy and glee. I just cannot take the smile off my face while yeah. I'm watching that show. The a big steamboat. Two big steamboats filled with characters. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It's good. That's a good so, one. Yeah. So All right. That's it. So that's it for this week, folks. Well, we hope y'all enjoyed it as much as we did. And if you did, please subscribe to... Uh, iTunes. <laughs> Please subscribe to <laughs> iTunes and leave us a review. It really, really helps. Yes, please. And if you're looking for more things Disney, please visit scfadp.com. That's scfadp.com. S for super, C for Cali, F for fragilistic, A for awesome, D for Disney, P for podcast. This week, we're going to post some of our favorite things from the Food and Wine Festival since we were just there last week, as well as what to expect if you're traveling to Walt Disney World in the age of COVID. Please, please, please join us in the conversation on Instagram or Twitter. You can find us there at SCFADP in both places. Yes, we would love to hear from you. So with that, we hope to see see you real soon. soon.